Welcome to the Gazette's Fact Checker Podcast. This podcast is coming at you toward the end of our Iowa Ideas Conference Week. A lot going on in the Gazette world um, in terms of uh, all three of us who are on the pod are hosting different things. So it's a busy week, but a fun week. Just to introduce ourselves, I'm Erin Jordan. I'm the Gazette's investigative reporter. I'm Michaela Ram. I'm the Gazette's healthcare reporter. I'm Marissa Payne. I'm the Gazette Cedar Rapids government reporter. And we are here today with a check of a TV ad um, that that meets our criteria, even though it's kind of a national ad, um, not necessarily about Iowa specifically, it's it's an ad that's running in our area. So that's why we're checking it. Um, This is an ad by a group called Tax March, which is a Washington, D.C.-based advocacy group, kind of a liberal advocacy group. They have had a national campaign with similar ads in other states besides Iowa, kind of pressuring members of Congress to support uh, President Joe Biden's Build Back Better proposal. And just in case you are like me and all these different proposals maybe have gotten confused in your mind, this is the package that's estimated to cost $3.5 trillion over 10 years and includes measures like free universal preschool, lower prescription drug costs, and electric vehicle tax credits. Um, so anyway, getting to the ad, it's a 15-second ad, so a short one, um, but it, has, it packs in some claims that we are going to check today. Uh, the first part is, it says, during the pandemic, billionaires got $1 trillion richer. And then a screen graphic during that time says the net worth of U.S. billionaires went from about 2.8 trillion on March 18th, 2020, which would have been right as the pandemic was starting, to more than 4.6 trillion on August 17th, 2021. Um, And then the next, the quote um, or the verbal says, if they paid their fair share of taxes, that would mean expanding Medicare and lowering prescription drug prices. Um, the ad calls on Iowans to uh, pressure uh, U.S. Representative Marionette Miller-Meeks, a Republican representing Iowa's second district, to support the Build Back Better plan. So, you know, getting at the analysis here, the first part of the claim um, about billionaires getting richer, uh, you know, the, the Tax March ad cites a report by the Institute for Policy Studies that says U.S. billionaires gained $1.8 trillion during the pandemic. Um, this Institute for Policy Studies was founded in the 60s. It's a D.C. not-for-profit that focuses on peace and social justice, as well as climate action. Uh, for their report, the Institute used Forbes' 34th annual list of global millionaires for the pre-pandemic figures, and then Forbes' richest in 2021 list for the August figures. And Forbes, in this regular report that they do, they use stock prices and exchange rates to compute an individual's net worth at kind of a given point in time. Okay, so we, I mean, given that Forbes has used this data, it's it's proven, it's it's consistently reported year after year. We give, ta- I would give Tax March an A on that first claim about billionaires gaining 1.8 trillion during the pandemic. Um, because, you know, that is mirrored by the, well, actually, so the, the ad specific claim is that they got $1 trillion richer. So that's even underplaying a little bit what the um, Institute for Policy Studies says. 
So the second part of the claim is a little harder. Um, TechSmarch says that if U.S. billionaires paid their, quote, fair share, there would be enough money to cover the proposed changes in Build Back Better. So a spokesman for Tax March um, got back to me and I said, well, what are you meaning their fair share? You know, and they said that they mean the tax increases that had been proposed um, to pay for Build Back Better. Um, so as part of that, Democrats say the top tax rate would rise to 39.6% on people earning more than $400,000 or $450,000 for couples. There would be a 3% surtax on Americans with adjusted income beyond $5 million a year. And then the pro proposal would also increase the corporate tax rate from 21% to 26.5% on companies' annual income over $5 million. Um, and just as a side note, President Biden tweeted September 25th that Build Back Better would cost $0 because of the plans to increase taxes on the wealthiest Americans. We're not necessarily checking that because it's not doesn't fit our criteria. And I, I think there's been plenty of national dialogue about that. Um, so the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office hasn't done an analysis of Build Back Better yet, and maybe they won't. But, you know, probably because a lot of the language in this bill hasn't yet been written. Um, it's still in negotiations. The bill has also been called the Reconciliation Bill because it's probably going to be passed or, or at least attempted to be passed through the reconciliation process. So this process kind of happens when you don't think you can get um, members of the other party um, you know, to support it. It starts with the Congressional Budget Resolution, followed by committees writing separate bills to achieve different parts of the overall goal of the proposal. And then a reconciliation bill only needs a majority of the Senate to pass rather than 60 votes. So in terms of that second part of the claim, we feel like it's it's hard, you know, you can't really verify that. The CBO hasn't done an analysis of, of how much money would be generated by these tax increases on the ultra rich. Um, and then we don't know how much specific elements of Build Back Better um, would cost. The ad mentions expanding Medicare and lowering drug prices, how that much that would cost over the 10-year period. So, you know, in terms of the ad, we've got those two claims there. The first um, claim, I believe, is an A. The second claim isn't verifiable. Um, you know, in the past, we've discounted claims not verifiable and haven't computed them necessarily as part of the grade. But I wanted to, you know, float that to the group and see what you think. Yeah, I, I think this analysis is really interesting. And like you said, I agree with you that the, the first part of the claim is pretty straightforward. Um, but yeah, to your point about whether something like this comment about fair share is something we can fact check and kind of compute. I've been sort of going back and forth on that in my head, whether that is worth a downgrade, just because they sort of make this claim that, you know, if this bill were to go into place and these, you know, um, tax increases were go into effect, then we would be able to pay for these big um, initiatives that Democrats are proposing. Um, but the fact that Tax March doesn't really have any data to support that other than well, obviously, the super rich would, would pay a lot in taxes, which would cover a lot of these costs. I mean, I did wonder if that sort of, you know, is a big enough claim that we should maybe consider it into our kind of calculations for the grade. Um, so I would propose a downgrade to a B, but I'm curious what Marissa thinks. 
Yeah, it is difficult since we don't have any, um, you know, like nonpartisan analysis to point to yet. And they do use like the loaded language of, you know, paying their fair share. But then, like, as Aaron pointed out in, in the check, President Biden had tweeted in September about how this would cost uh, zero dollars because it relies on increases uh, in taxes to the wealthiest Americans. So since that seems to be kind of the idea that, um, you know, this ad is getting at that this would be funded, you know, with increasing taxes for, you know, wealthy individuals and corporations. You know, I mean, this is, this is kind of like one of the difficulties we run into in general with the more like perspective checks. But at the same time, like since what we know of this bill right now, it would be funded with those tax increases. It seems at least like, you know, they're not just making that up, at least like that's what Democrats have said this bill would be funded with. It is interesting that they sort of use um, like the Jeff Bezos of the world as sort of the, um, you know, it's kind of on their, it's like pointing to them as their responsibility to help fund some of these initiatives. So it is interesting kind of the stance that, um, you know, wealthiest Americans need to do more to help support everyone else. Um, I don't know. I just think that's kind of an interesting sort of stance to take on this issue. Well, and it also is kind of um, similar to other statements we've checked, like a this was back in November, but there was an ad from the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee against Joni Ernst saying that she gave trillions in tax breaks to corporate special interests. Uh, she's not on our side. And it also claimed that she wants to pay for the tax breaks by cutting Medicare. So, you know, th these ads are both kind of, you know, making that similar point of, you know, either the tax breaks that are given to the wealthy are, you know, the reasons that you're paying so much for Medicare or, you know, as this ad is pointing out. You know, if if they paid their fair share of taxes, you would see lower, you know, healthcare costs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just um, we can come back to the grade question, but just because we're talking about how the it, it seems like um, you know going after billionaires, there's such an easy target, you know, for our our uh, you know probably admiration, but also ridicule or or you know irritation because they are so wealthy. Just the Forbes, um, their data just showing the um, income gain for some of these uh, U.S. billionaires between 2020 and 2021. It looks like the biggest um, winner uh, was Elon Musk, uh, you know, the who has obviously with Tesla and SpaceX. So in 2020, his net worth was 24.6 billion. And in 2021, that had gone up to 151 billion. So that's a ton. Um, and then Jeff Bezos, as we were talking about, um, his net worth in 2020 was 113 billion. And then it had gone to 177 billion in 2021. So it's uh, if you want to be a little depressed, uh, you can go to this uh, Forbes uh, site here. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think the ad, uh, it, it talks about these billionaires. I mean, I, I don't think too many people are sympathetic about asking them to pay more. Um, but, you know, I'm um, I'm definitely open to Michaela's point that the claim about fair share it sounds like you're saying, Michaela, because it's so speculative, they don't, there's no way to know this yet. You feel like just them throwing it out there, you know, without the firm numbers known on either side is 
you know, worthy of a downgrade. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. So I think it is, I think it is fair to say that like, you know, wealthiest Americans, um, you know, taxing them, it, it definitely won't create, it doesn't seem that it would create a hardship on them. But I, I just wonder with, you know, what is the fair share? You know, what what should their role be in this government-driven program? And, you know, I, I, I guess I just keep getting hung up on, on that uh, fair share line and just what, if you don't know what the cost is, you know, how can you say that, you know, they should cover the expense of this whole reconciliation budget bill and and everything that they're sort of proposing. I mean, it's a huge, you know, initiative that the Democrats are, are trying to take on and the Biden administration is trying to take on. Um, I just wondered if there needed to be a little bit more specifics beyond just like, yeah, we think wealthy Americans should should pay for this. Yeah, and I mean, I think that makes sense too, given that like we don't have actual bill language. So, you know, this is all hypothetical if, you know, if taxes do increase, then like, what is the decision on how we allocate those taxes? And and there's not really a difference in, you know, whether tax revenue comes from me, you know, lowly reporter, or, you know, someone with much more money than me, you know, they're all kind of funding the same services. Right. But, you know, increases to the bulk of the population are going to have a much smaller impact than, um, you know, increases to that wealthy group. And I think that's part of the point is that, you know, if you just implemented these increases for this relatively small group of people, it could pay for everything, you know, they're saying. I mean, that's right. what President Biden is saying. Mm-hmm. I guess I just, my thought is too, we've had claims in the past where we have not even discussed them and we've just said it's not verifiable, so therefore we're not checking them. By even discussing this in the claim, I I kind of put it in there because I thought it's interesting. It allows us to explore a little bit more subject matter for our readers. But is it fair to grade them on it if it's not verifiable? I guess that's kind of where I come down. Yeah, and I think that's a fair point. I mean, I think we've we've touched on this throughout that um, you know, we still don't have the bill language and and we still don't really know what this would look like. Um, so I also I that's kind of why I I think I said earlier I sort of go back and forth on it. Um, you know, why you know whether that is sort of fair to to grade them on this. Um, when I think there is kind of general support for this specific claim. Yeah, I can definitely see see that side too. I don't know how you feel, Marissa, if you feel strongly I think Marissa has to be the tiebreaker. I think she is, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think to Aaron's point, that makes sense just kind of given um, how we try to grade these in general instead of like attempting to grade something that's tricky to verify at this point in time um, and, you know, just limiting our grading purview at least to that first part of the claim. You know, although it's worthwhile noting the context of, um, you know, that the next part of the claim provides. Maybe I could say in the check that there was consideration of downgrading because of just the speculative, like the purely speculation of the second claim, but that, you know, to be consistent with previous checks, we're not downgrading because it's not verifiable or something like that. Yeah, I think that sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll stick with an A on this. um, And... We'll let people, I'll make sure to include the hyperlink to the Forbes data so everyone can play around with that. 
So in terms of checks for next week, I know we've talked about some stuff. I don't know if we landed on one. Yeah, I believe I was hoping or I was going to take a look at taking on a claim from Senator Chuck Grassley about this Build Back Better reconciliation budget bill. Um, I can talk a little bit about the tweet if, if we're interested. Yeah, Build Back Better part two. Yeah, I mean, this is a huge bill, and I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot a lot about it. But specifically, this one that I'm taking a look at. So on September 27th, our Senator Chuck Grassley tweeted, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit because he used some Twitter language, but he said, Dems pledged to not raise one penny of taxes on people earning under $400,000. Don't believe it. Nonpartisan joint tax committee analysis shows no income group is safe from Democrats' reckless tax hike. Over 12% of taxpayers with incomes 50K to 100K would see a tax hike of over 12% of taxpayers with incomes uh, 500K to 100K would see a tax hike. And 35% of taxpayers with incomes 100K to 200K. Um, so a lot of numbers there, a lot of specific things that we could fact check. So I was going to take a look at that. As Aaron said, the Congressional Budget Office has not come out with an analysis yet, just because we don't have those specific that specific language yet. So I, I did find the report he is referencing. It is from the Tax Foundation, which I believe is a uh, independent tax policy nonprofit. I still need to take a look at and see if there, there is sort of a party line with that organization. But they did a big report kind of estimating what they think this bill's impact could be. So I, I was going to take a deep dive into that and see what we can find out. I like that because this check focuses on the ultra-rich and Grassley's check focuses on the income groups that more Iowans would be part of. Right, right. Maybe uh, people reading this could feel that impact. Who knows? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay, so I will plan to have that for us next week. Okay, well, we're wrapping up here today. Our fact check is edited by Craig Jamulis, and this podcast is produced by Stephen Colbert. Our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. And I'm Erin Jordan. I'm Michaela Ram. I'm Marissa Payne. And until next time, we'll fact check you later.
Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.